Hey Barefoot Parents, I'm Cassie Hutton, a homeschooling mama five who sees you, wants to support and encourage you in your counterculture parenting style. On this podcast, we cover topics from a faith-filled perspective on childbirth, inner healing, health, and family. Visit CassieHutton.com to learn more. Are you enjoying this podcast? I sure hope you are. If you are, please let me and others know by leaving a review wherever you listen from. Are you interested in a topic I've covered so far and want more? Please leave a comment or message me at contact at CassieHutton.com. Welcome. I have a guest on today. Her name is Paige Lore. Welcome to the Barefoot Parenting Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today, Paige. Yes, thank you for having me. It is an honor. I'm so excited. I am too. We're moving into a new series. We just finished um, up like our birthing. We talked all about birth and then we talked a little bit more about women's health. And now we're talking about inner healing, which is my, it is absolutely my, one of my most favorite topics to talk about. It's right up there. I don't know which one's my most favorite birth or inner healing. And then when you combine the two, it's just like explosion. (laughs) It makes me come alive. So I'm going to introduce Paige and then we're just going to talk about everything that she wants to talk about. She has um, just published um, her brand new book. And so we're going to talk about that as well. And of course, we want you all out there to go buy it. So Paige is going to let you know where you can um, find it and everything. But Paige lives in Kansas City with her husband and soon to be three children, which I wanted to um, ask you about that. How far along are you? I am 24 weeks uh, today. Yes. And so I will like pause right there and tell you to go back and listen to our birthing series where I'm actually still in it right now as we're recording this podcast, but you would love it all about birthing with Jesus, all about inviting Jesus in, all about the lies we believe as pregnant women, which I'm sure you've already delved into all of that, but I would definitely say go listen to it if you can. So uh, Paige is a business owner and a published author and a homeschooling mom. She is passionate about the role she fills as a mentor, business owner, and author, but feels most strongly about her role as a mother. Her goal is to help other women be the best version of themselves and live without limitations. You can find out more about her on our website, thecharliepage.com. You can find her on Instagram at page underscore lore. Um, I'm going to spell it for you. P-A-I-G-E underscore L-O-E-H-R. And so you can also, we're going to tag these two links in the show notes. There are two YouTube videos. Um, One is three benefits to writing in God's timing. I know so many people out there have a book in them that need to be birthed, but they just don't know where to start. Um, You start by grabbing a pen and a paper. (laughs) And then the other one, the roots in a woman, freedom from bitterness. So Paige, tell us how you got where you are today. And let's talk about all the things. First of all, tell us the title of your new book and where we can get it. Okay. So the title of my new book is Sin is Finished. And um, the subtitle is Eradicate Habitual Sin, Rediscover Grace, and Unlock Your Christ-Centered Identity. And you can find that um, on Amazon. So you just, you know, Google search it. Or if you do connect with me on any of my platforms, I have links all over the place where you can get access to it easier. But um, but it's on Amazon and available in paperback and hardback, and it'll be available on Kindle. So um, very excited about that. Um, the release has been fun. I'm having a, a little book signing, which I didn't get to have with my last book because it was during the pandemic. So 
Wow. This one's been special and different and tidy. Yeah, that is exciting. And I'll also add a tidbit in there because this is why we're doing this inner healing and like connecting with other women who um, know what inner healing is. And like that is just like, I don't know, the DNA written in our in our bones and that I have also written this inner healing Bible study and it's called Made Whole. And like, you know, we don't have to believe that like these are things that we're just make like we're just um I had to kind of fight through this with my husband like you're just kind of festering a wound that's not really there you know like he gets it now but I remember um you know having to have that tough conversation with him like no this is not like the inner healing is something that we're going to be always going through constantly going through our past you know it eventually catches up with us and that's just part of it. Some of us are just born to minister from that place. It's not that we're just trying to dig it up. Um, it's really a real thing. And so these are just tools God has, you know, is using Paige and myself to just put these tools out there for others to help them through that. And, um, so I just commend you for just stepping out there and doing what God's called you to do. Thank you. I'm so excited about that. It's a, it's a fun journey and it makes it worth it. You know, I think um, there is a lot of hard internal work that I've had to do. And and some would question, you know, why and um, why not just leave those things alone? I even have a chapter in my um, new book called Look Back um, and the benefit to that, you know, how I found um, new levels of healing in my personal story um, because I was I, you know, I looked back and, it, you know, I think oh. a lot of people think it's like, you know, this dramatic most of Christmas past, you know, you get taken back by the spirit and, you know, but um, it, in all, in all reality, it's, it's just being able to look at your own life, look at your own story and, and let God um, guide you to um, healing and understanding and, um, you know, picking up responsibility or letting it, letting it go. And so I talk a lot about that in my book, The Roots in a Woman as well. I, I cover like these chapters where I feel like a lot of us are like, let's not talk about that. Um, and I just go into it like bitterness and abandonment and loneliness and these things that we feel and we experience it as a part of the human experience. Um, and we're, none of us are alone, but sometimes we feel alone because we just don't dialogue about it. And so, um, inner healing is truly like, it's my jam. <laughs> um, it's hard work, but it's fun work when you see your life change or you see yourself, um, finding more freedom and, what that just does for, for your, your life, your attitude and every single day. So. Yeah, exactly. I love it when actually God reveals things to me that are like my past. Cause it's almost like this ball of like messed up yarn that all of a sudden within an instant, this lie in my brain is like, comes to the front, the forefront, right? Stands at attention. And it's like, God just unwinds it all at once. And it's like, Oh, wow. Like sometimes it's something yes. I really am working on, but other times it's like, I didn't even realize that was there, you know? Yeah. I just, I, I, I love that analogy. And what's funny about what you said about your husband is men versus women. Now I do believe <laughs> men need to do the inner healing. I believe it. Right. But they say like men are like boxes and they compartmentalize. Right. And we are this ball of yarn and we're all we're all tangled up and rolled up. And so everything is connected. And so it does take God like rolling it out and saying, like, 
okay, well, this is where this happened, or this is where this was introduced. And, um, and this is why you feel this way, or this is why you react, react this way. And so um, it's, it's a need for men, but it's going to look different, right? But the, the ball of yarn is so true. It's just, it's just how we're wired. Yeah. Yes, it is how we're wired. And I'm glad to hear you actually say that because sometimes I think about my own mind and I'm like, golly, is everybody else like this? Like once you have kids, especially, and then you're trying to juggle the creative part of you and get the creative part out of you so that you don't like literally die spiritually. I mean, I've been in that place where I'm like, I think I'm dying because I don't have like an outlet for my creative gift to come forth. And it's so interesting, like right, actually right before we started this podcast, I wrote this down the other day, I sat down and it was like the Lord told me while I was sitting here struggling with how do I get the podcast? He's like, I gave you the podcast so that you wouldn't die. And like that is your outlet. And I was like, wow, I never quite saw it that way. I started to see the podcast as like this thing that I was constantly just trying to spit into my schedule where actually it was like God saving grace on my life. <laughs> and, you know, I wrote this down. It says, God doesn't do something through you just for others. It's for you too. And, um, like clearly yeah, in the, like speak to that, I guess, as you're like writing your books, like when you have to revisit those past things, it was really hard for me when I wrote my first book and it was just my personal testimony called finding freedom. And, you know, I had to write down all of the junk and revisit all of those, like the really, really hard times that you never want to visit again. Yeah. So like, what's that like for you? Uh -huh. Um. So yeah. Okay. So you, you just talked about how you were in a series with your podcast about birthing. And now what's interesting is like my birth experiences have all been, um, you know, had a fair amount of trauma. Now, um, I read uh, Supernatural Birth, um, I think that's what it's called. Jackie Supernatural yes. Childbirth. Childbirth. Um, when I was pregnant. Yes. Yes. So I, I read that multiple times when I was pregnant with my daughter. Um, but unfortunately, she, um, there were some complications and some things and she um, had to be delivered via C-section. And so um, then with my son, it was um, it was not an easy birth either. I labored at home naturally after starting. And I was like, praise the Lord, I'm starting this process naturally and I am laboring naturally. And then four days later, um, wow. you know, some things happened and it once again was the same story. And so it was it was hard for me to understand because I had so much faith for that. Um, and my body was, you know, whatever, whatever is the block, whatever, you know, there's all the things that I know factually. Right. Um, but I just remember being prophesied over about giving birth and it being so natural it being so, um, beautiful. And what I was going to give birth to would change nations and set women free. And so I remember receiving this prophecy and by multiple people, different people, um, several times. And so I remember thinking, well, those people were wrong. <laughs> like, mm. what in the world? You know, like yeah. that did not happen to me. And that was not true. And then with my first book, I was I was in, in an interview. And they said, you know, what was this process like writing? Um, was it arduous? And and I just said it was the most natural birth that I've ever experienced. Mm. And so then in that moment, I felt like I had to stop the interview for a second. And I'm not typically an over, overly emotional person in public. Now I, I have my moments. I just like to do that alone. <laughs> um, 
but I'm vulnerable, but I just don't like to get emotional. Um, and so uh, I had to stop because I, I just realized that it had been four and a half, almost five years since that was spoken over me. And um, I realized it was true. It was right. And it was just my books. Um, my books were these easy, very natural, very spiritual births that would um, not only benefit me in my life, and they would be pieces of, you know, a, a work of God that I would be able to love and cherish and, and carry with me. Um, but then also they would go out into the world and they would change other people. And so through the process of writing, you know, I just sat down and I sat with the Lord and, and it was like, what do you, what do you want to say? You know, what do you want to say to this person? What do you want to say to me? You know, if, if I'm talking about like chapter, chapter over chapter, every chapter in each of my books, I sat with, with God and said, what do you want to teach me from this? And what, what do I still, still need to heal in my life in this area? And how, how do people need this, you know, not just like, uh, give me something to say, you know, that is impressive or give me something to say, um, that, you know, like will get people's attention. It's like, if I'm sitting at the table across the table from someone having a cup of coffee and they're hurting in some way, Lord, just give me the words for this person and help me, um, just get beyond the walls, break down the barriers, help me Make them feel less alone because in all of my trauma and all of my experiences, I felt so alone. And so, um, you know, walking through that, it's not fun. Like, you know, sitting in these chapters and having God say, I need you to share this story and thinking, well, I haven't even, you know, told my own mom about this, you know, and um, and him just saying, I need you to share this. So I need I need this to um, be revealed because there's going to be somebody that picks it up sits down with it, reads it, and um, it changes them forever. And so not only was I able to continue to heal, heal at a deeper level, but then you know how you hear the scriptures in times that are sometimes frustrating, like the scripture where, um, you know, oftentimes when you're going through something, somebody will say, everything works out for the good of those that love the Lord, right? Um, And you're like, Thank you for that <laughs> kind word. And then you get to a place of full circle or hindsight and you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, this horrible situation that happened in my past, this traumatic experience, um, although I don't believe that I deserve, I, I mean, I didn't deserve it. I didn't have to go through that. I would go through it all over again just to hear some of the feedback I've gotten from some of the men and women who have read my book, because it's like, okay, that worked out for my good. It worked out for my benefit. It worked out for the the glory of the Lord and the expansion of his kingdom. And so, you know, that's what I want. Ultimately, I want to see his kingdom grow. I want to see um, more and more people experience his healing and his presence and his love. And so it works out for my benefit that I went through all these things, that I did the work to heal, and that I'm able to put words to it with the help of God and the Holy Spirit. And so um, it's like it's like that mutually beneficial relationship, you know, um, somebody gets my book, they read it, um, they give me feedback, and it just says, it just reminds me, it was worth it was worth it what you went through and it was worth it to sit down and go through it again um, and, you know, dive into it, whether it hurt um, when it hurt and when it wasn't fun and when it felt like 
you kind of just wanted to bury that and leave it, leave it in the, in the past, um, it was worth it. And so, um, it very much is for my good and for my benefit, um, to do this healing and to put these pieces out because, um, it all makes it, it makes it make sense, you know, and that's what we all want. It's like, make this make sense to me, Lord. Yeah. Um, and when you get, when you get to these full circle moments, it does. Yeah, it does. It eventually does. It's hard in the waiting process. It's hard <laughs> before it's all there. And I, but I love everything that you shared. Two things, the whole idea of like you wrestling with that prophetic word that was spoken over you and being like, well, they just didn't even know it. Cause so many people are like turned off from the prophetic just because of simple things like that. Well, that was like, not true. I've never even had a baby. So how could, you know, it's like, but God is so that is his character. Everything that he did is a reflection of himself. It's, it's a symbolic picture. It's a prophetic picture that always points back to God. And so, and man, writing a book is exactly like birthing a baby. Um, in so many ways, I love what my last editor, she said, like, like I'm here to like, you know, we're, we're just like, it's just time to like get it out and then we'll clean up the mess later. You know, like when you're just writing the words down, it's like a mess. You don't even like, I didn't even start with chapters, even though that was like the number one, like bit of information that I got, like get your chapters figured out first, get the bones structured. And it was like, my brain didn't work that way. Like I had to just write it in chronological order and then figure out where the chapters were going later. Um, but with the second book, I was able to do that because I had the help of some other ladies, but um, it was just a big mess, but we cleaned it up, you know, and that's exactly like birth. And I even remember after like writing the final words and like actually sending it to my friend edited it. It wasn't some big, you know, I sent it to the editor type thing, but it was like, I suddenly, even with three toddlers at home, I suddenly had like all this extra time on my hands. <laughs> and I was like, what do I do with myself now? Because yeah. it had come out and it was done. You know, I was no longer worried about this baby that I was constantly, you know, tending to every day and rereading. And then the other thing that you said yeah. was you asked God, you know, I don't have to like have it all perfect, but like, if I was speaking to someone, you wrote your chapters with this mindset in mind that I want to think of the woman next to me sitting across from me, drinking coffee with me as that broken woman. And I'm speaking to her as I write this chapter and I write these words. That is, man, I am like, I'm taking hold of that one. Um, I love that. It's such a place of humility um, and a place where we should probably be daily. Yeah. And then just not worrying about, I even prayed that right before we got on the podcast together. I was like, because there's some things in this made whole book that I'm like, man, I want to change that. But like, there's so many graphics in it. The formatter was like, man, if I change one thing, it's going to, I'm going to have to change the whole thing. And I was like, oh man, Ah. <laughs> and, but it was like, Lord, let's let me, I need to let go of perfection. I have to let go of perfection. Like it's, it's not about what the book looks like. It's about, did you write it? Is this the spirit behind it? Because it's not what I can do. It's only what he can do. Yes. That's so good. And yeah, it's like, I think releasing perfection and then just understanding, like you can have high hopes and great ambitions for, for what God, you feel like God put on your heart. Like, my book will do this or it will go here. And, um, mm. and I believe in all that, but, um, the, um, there's less, so much less intimidation and in just saying like, well, let me just start where I know I I'm, 
where I know I work best. And that's one-on-one, you know, that's in communion with another believer or somebody that's struggling to believe. Um, And so I just feel like I like that mindset because then I'm not thinking in terms of marketing or I'm not thinking in terms of what do people want to hear or what, what is popular right now in books and the, what, how does, you know, what, what is the culture like right now? You know, I'm just sitting down with that person saying, this is what God is, is saying to me right now. This is what God has placed on my heart. Um, and just letting that be a conversation rather than, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, you have this grand vision, especially with those who want to write a book and you want it to be, you want it to be the glamour. You want it to be, um, a bestseller. And that's on my dream board, my vision board. And I speak that right. But at the end of the day, I had to start with what I knew was right. And that was just to focus on um, the power of it, the message of it, and uh, the spirit of it. And, you know, and, and believing that it'll speak for itself, believing that it'll market itself and that God is the only promoter that matters. And so, um, you know, if it touches enough people's lives, it will it will do yeah. well. And so that is the point. And it also helps in in the mindset of like, if I think about telling my most traumatic experiences or my biggest mistakes to a crowd of thousands of people, that can be intimidating. But if I think, you know what, I'm just sitting here with this, this friend of mine over a cup of coffee, it makes it like, I can do that. Like I can tell you <laughs> what I've been through. Um, and it just takes um, the, the intimidation out of it for me. Yeah, that's so good. That's really good because my brain works the same way. Like the glamour, like ready to reach the multitudes, you know, I'm ready for something that I'm clearly not ready for, and, you know, and I, I think I'm older than I really am, but <laughs> I, uh, I, I totally agree with you and constantly have to humble myself. And like one thing that, uh, I want to share this because it's exactly what you're saying. Like, when it's just the spirit behind it, like in God opening the door. Um, I was thinking about that when I was thinking about like, how do I market this made whole, you know, study and like, how do I get it out there and all the things basically the Lord gave me a scripture and it's where P- Peter. Yeah. In Acts three twelve, it says um, he saw his opportunity and it was like in that moment, you know, he, he simply saw the opportunity that God had created in that atmosphere of preaching the gospel in that moment, he saw that there were hungry people around because they saw this miracle that had been performed. And in that moment, when like the Lord took me to that scripture, it was like he, which is totally backwards from man's way of thinking and the way that the world does stuff, right? Like you've got to have this infrastructure plan together to market, market, market this one product. And then you just hope that it does well and you at least make your money back on it. Right. But The Lord was like, no, just wait for your opportunity. Wait for your opportunity. I will make it happen. And it was like he took out that entire idea of marketing away from me, which was totally overwhelming. I love to market. I love the idea of marketing. I love creating the graphics. I love doing the social media posts. I love all of that. But it's very overwhelming when you've got children and you know that you don't need to be spending your time <laughs> making all these social media posts. And it was like the Lord was just like, yeah. he just took it off of my plate for me. And I'm just waiting for the opportunity at this yeah. point, you know. As 
as you know, I'm on a health journey to ensure my own health, but along with that, I want to ensure that my kids are getting the nutrients they need as well. I've been giving my kids a daily vitamin from Llama Naturals along with their wholesome diet. Right now, I have a $10 discount code for you at the bottom of the show notes. Just scroll down to the link at the bottom and it will automatically apply the coupon for you. They are 100% organic, real fruit gummies that are made of real fruit with no added sugar cane, along with 13 natural vitamins from fruits and veggies. Peace of mind for you, pieces of nutrition for them. Yeah, we are, um, we're so similar in that, you know, because um, the vision that he gave me on how to raise my children, parent my children, um, you know, he never told me to sacrifice one or the other. He told mm-hmm. me to do both and I have to honor both in the, in the way that I know that I can. And so if he tells me um, he can't come down and parent for me, he can parent through me and with me, right. In partnership with me, but I have to be present. And I, and I wanted that. I grew up with a single mom, so no dad in my life. And my mom was, was working all of the time. And so um, my, me being present for my children was huge for me. And um, so that is something that I will never sacrifice, not for my own success. And so the promise that I felt like he gave me was you just write, you honor, you honor the time that we, that you have and get the writing done and then honor that. And, and yeah, talking about it and doing what you can, but I'll do the rest. Um, I remember him saying, because I released the roots in a woman when no one, no one was doing in-person events and um, no one was really doing much, you know, pandemic. And, um, he, he just called, he just, I just felt like him say over me grassroots marketing. And I didn't even know what that meant. So I started to look into it, had a couple conversations with some friends of mine in marketing. And basically what it is, is it's, it's the ground floor, it's door to door type. Of, and now I didn't go to door, door to door. Um, but it was like, I hosted a lot of Bible, uh, not Bible studies. I hosted a lot of book clubs and, um, that's where, you know, I'd have, a group of a select group of people, they'd read the book, I'd come in and speak and, and I'd come in and hear, listen, what did they get out of it? You know? And, um, that was marketing for me. It was, it was going in and being, um, face to face with the people. And, and I just felt like uh, if I could honor that in this time, it's like, don't do not despise the days of small beginnings. It's like, if I could choose to rejoice in, um, sitting down with five women and talking about my book as much as I would if I got invited to a, an event of 5,000 people, like, then I know that he's going to take care of the rest. And um, he he also, you know, he, I just feel like that was a promise he made. And um, I'm just, I'm just not willing to put my children on the altar of my own success. I want to have my own identity and I want them to show, I want to show them that you can do um, everything that God is calling you to do and asking you to do without sacrificing um, the beautiful family dynamic that I believe he's given us and um, making sure our home is a safe haven for um, each of our family members, but also for others and um, to continue to be a great example for the kingdom of God in our home. And how can I be a Christian author if everything is falling to pieces because I've put everything before, before my home, um, you know, it like goes down to social media. You know, if I, if I'm sitting there on social media every day, um, um, stressing over when do I post? What should I say? What should I do? Do I have content? Um, if I did that, um, then I just feel like I would strive and I would lose the focus on my home and, you know, my, my husband and my children would pay for that. And so some, I mean, there is the temptation, right? Like Mm -hmm. you, um, that doesn't mean it doesn't, 
you don't feel like oh, I need to do more. But at the end of the day, you just trust God and know that you're doing what he's called you to do. And uh, I just believe the story will be so beautiful. I believe um, if his way is always better than ours. So it's like, yeah, I do think me and you are both intelligent women. We could do it. We could make market our books. We could get it out there. We could strive, 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 right? But at the end of the day, um, his way is so much better than ours. And um, when he does it, it'll be just way cooler, you know? So, yeah. so I'm waiting on that. And there's some people that think I'm crazy because they're like, you've got something great, you know? You've really got to... Mm. And I'm like, no, like, I know I've got something great, but um, it's in God's hands. And I trust that far more than I trust myself. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt at all. Um, yeah. Lots of things you said there in this season are really ministering to me. And um, man, I just really needed to be reminded of what you said that, um, you know, we're not called to do it separately. We're called to do it uh, family and our dream of whatever God's called us to do that it is. And I, man, I'm trying to remember what book I read um, that talked about that. Um, there's two different parenting books that I read and I don't remember which one it was exactly, but it, it talked about that exact same thing, you know, that we're not called to parent or do this other thing, that we are called to do it, um, you know, just like mixing uh, all these different ingredients together and that it just works whenever, you know, God's in the midst of it. And it feels chaotic. It feels like you're doing it all wrong. It feels like... Oh man, I, man, there's days I'm like, and then you'll have these downtimes, right? It's like, there's like just crazy chaotic moments where you're just barely able to breathe. And then you, it's like all of a sudden, then you have this downtime where the kids are like calm or something. And, you know, it's like, should I be doing something differently? <laughs> should I be doing something right now? It's like resting, um, is, is really hard for me. <laughs> yourself to rest when it's clear that God's telling you to is such an interesting concept. It was something, it's something that I've worked on since before my daughter was even born. So before I had children, because I, well, I am a type A, very much a driver personality, me and my husband own a business. And so that is what allows me to stay home. And so for years and years, I was very, very driven, very goal oriented. Um, and so that has, you know, offered a benefit to my life. But then it was it was interesting because God shifted me out of that and um, he needed me to operate in a different pace and with a different grace in order to do the next things that he had assigned for me to do. And that was hard. <laughs> it was not yeah. easy. Um, and even like, like even a woman that I feel like, you know, I want to be the hero to my children. My daughter's five and a half. So like she's starting to comprehend more things. And, um, you know, I want to be her hero. I want to, I want to inspire her, but I'm like, I'm home with her all day. She has no idea like that. I'm right. Like I get a book, you know, in the mail and I'm like, this is my book, baby. And she's like, okay, you know, whatever. But my sister told me a cool story, which kind of just like, like it touched my heart. And it, it reminded me, God reminded me that they are watching and you are, you are setting such a good example because she took my daughter to Starbucks and they were going to get a cake pop and they walked in and um, my daughter said, my mom is going to write a lot of books in here. No. And yeah. it was just this cool, cool because she, um, because my husband would um, drop us, would drop me off at Starbucks every Wednesday, writing Wednesday. Um, it was my blocked off writing time. 
and I have that every Wednesday for for a couple hours so I can get in the flow. Um, I need several hours, like two to three hours to even get into a flow. That's what works best for me. My husband recognized that. So he scheduled that into our calendar. So she would, she would drop me off. Um, and you know, probably most likely because they had to come so that she could get a cake pop. But, um, and he would say like, as they were leaving, mommy's writing, she's helping people. And, um, so, so she's soaking it in, you know, as much as I think, um, every day I'm just, um, I'm just chocolate milk lady, you know, um, uh, at the end of the day, she is seeing that and I want to be chocolate milk lady, but at least I know that she knows I am obedient to what God is also asking me to do outside of my home. So. Yeah, that's really good. I absolutely love that. And I love that they dropped you off. It's like, that's precious to me. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to talk to my husband about that. I need you to drop me off for my writing date. <laughs> but I don't know. There's something to that. I mean, it's Starbucks. Yeah. Um, Starbucks is literally like uh, two minutes away. So my, I, my neighborhood backs up to a Target and there's a Starbucks right in front of it. And so it was just like a get the kids in the car and take mom and drop me off and um, they would pick me back up. And yeah, it was just like a very, like they knew, like, and then he would talk to them. He would tell them why I was, why, why that was happening. But I also needed to be able to get away because the interruptions just didn't work for me. But yeah, the cool thing is, is that once I started doing that, once my husband helped me implement that into our calendar, um, I was able to get the book done in five weeks. So five Wait. writing sessions, I got the book done because wow. I just set aside that time. Yeah. It went so much faster in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. And it's can be so much better because you were able to pray and really hear the Lord. And um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And not, yeah. And not have your kids think that it's an awful experience because you're crying all the time. <laughs> Oh yeah. Been there with that one too. I would have my daughter, I would take her. She was young. She wasn't, um, she was barely over a year. Yeah. She was a year and two years when I was going through a lot. Um, it started during all the COVID stuff and it was, and, um, man, I was going to just some different services and like, man, I would go up there and need prayer. And, and she'd see me cry and she'd see me war. She'd see me scream. She'd see me like out, you know, on the floor and doing all the things and trying to just move past this hurt. And, um, she created like, it created something in her. Like she thought it was bad. This like aversion because then people, I got over it and she would see people pray for me and she'd be like, stop. Like she would push their hand off of me and like, she would like, didn't like it. So it, it was kind of like, what's going on there, you know, and I've definitely related it to that. So there are things that maybe we should like protect our kids from instead of just letting them see us in. It's good to let them see some of it, um, obviously, but I learned from that. I learned that it probably wasn't best for her to see all of that, but she has moved past it now at this point. And, um, there's a really cute video on my Instagram and Facebook of her singing in tongues with me. And she's only three and she's like, sing louder, mommy. And she started repeating all of it after me. It was so, so sweet. And how cool is it that we have the opportunity to, you know, I don't know how you grew up, but I just, I grew up around the church. My, my grandparents were pastors. Um, 
But that was not necessarily because, and it's nothing against my mom. She was, she was fantastic. She was just so busy. And then when she was home, she was, you know, you know, begging for just a moment to relax. And so um, it was just difficult. She didn't have a ton of time to be intentional and instill things into our home. And so, um, and she was dealing with her own struggles, her own traumas. You know, my dad was a drug addict. So in and out of the home for, for the first several years of my life. And so, um, so she was processing things and going through stuff. And so to be able to have the honor to, to look at our children and see that the spirit of God can operate them in them just as fully as he can in us. And to be able to cultivate that at such a young age and help wrap their identity around who they are in him um, at such a young age, I feel like there's so much that they will go through, of course, because life is life, right? But there's so much that they we will prevent slash help them have the understanding or the tools to work through it because we'll, we'll, we'll give them the power of God and uh, be able to recognize their strengths and giftings. You know, being home and being present has allowed me to to recognize in my children their strengths, their weaknesses, how they how they what how they receive communication, affection, and all these things, and to be able to start cultivating, you know, be able mm-hmm. to start saying um, and teaching how to hear the voice of God to children. It's like what a, what a cool like I don't know. It's just so cool. I'm so excited about that, and um, it's my number one ministry, you know, um, because they're going to grow up and they're going to they're going to go out and do great things and. And then I can be a little bit more selfish with my time and with my life. And, um, but at the end of the day, like I want them to, to really have those tools and, um, and then I want to be connected in that. And, um, and so it's, it's such an honor to be able to, to know those things and to and navigate through it, you know, know how they respond to it, you know, cause some might think it's cool. They might think it's awesome. You know, like let's go to war, you know, and some are more tender and more sensitive. And, um, and so it's just, it's fun. It's, it's a lot, but yeah. it's fun, you know? And so I, yeah. I enjoy that. Yeah, it is. It is. I enjoy it too. Cause each man, each child is so different. Um, we have four, our oldest one is nine and he is my prophet all the way. Um, he hears God's voice so clearly he's extremely sensitive. And then I have my second one is eight years old. And he's quiet, more reserved, more of the creative, linguistic, you know, free spirit. Like he's on his own time all the time. And my older one is like 24-7, go, 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 go. <laughs> and now I have the two girls and yeah. um, it'll be real interesting whenever, because the, the youngest one's only four months. So we'll see how they their relationship develops as they get older too. But man, that little girl... Ellie, the three-year-old, she is so strong-willed, so strong-willed. Yeah. (laughs) I think I have, both of mine are so strong-willed, but me and my husband are both type A's, very strong-willed individuals. So um, we always tell people we're so much alike that that's why we don't fight because in our head we're right and we don't even need to argue about it because there's a lot of, there's like some arrogance to it. So it's just like, I'm right. And he's like, I'm right. And so it's just like, it works somehow. Yeah. Whatever works. Yeah. There you go. Well, Paige, thank you so much for coming on here and sharing your book with us. And I love that this podcast really turned into like a parenting podcast and how our children watch us through all of it. Cause we like, I think we had plans to talk about a lot of different stuff. Um, but 
even in like, I'm looking, you know, like some of the topics that we thought about talking about was like breaking generational cycles, but like, man, in just loving our kids, like we're, you know, in setting that example, there's so much being broken that we don't even realize is being broken just by living a godly life. Yeah. 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 It's so cool. And it's humbling. Uh, it, it really rocks me to my core because um, I think even for me, I am so blessed and I honor God so much in just that my children have their father, mm. you know? So like I remind myself daily to just be grateful and sit in gratefulness um, because my daughter is growing up with what I never had. Yeah. And as much as I could beat myself up and as much as I could say, you know, you could do this better, this better, this better. Um, she has her mother and she has her father. And, and yeah. the same with my son. It's like, I, every day I get to see something that I didn't have. And I thank yeah. God for that. It's just, yeah. we're doing better than we think we are. And, and that's just because we have the love of God and we're showing that and we're teaching it and we're living yeah. it. And so exactly. just be able to be thankful, even when it feels stressful. Amen to that. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge with us. Everyone go check out Paige's book. Tell us again where we can find it, what your website is and um, how much the book is and all of that. So you can get my both of my books, The Roots and a Woman um, and Sin is Finished on Amazon. So both can be um, searched on Amazon or if you connect with me on social media um, at page underscore lore. Then I have links to to these um, to these books on my social media account, but also on my website, which is thecharliepage.com. You can find the links to both of these books on that website. And so I don't know what's easier for you guys. I, I go to I can go to Amazon and just you know you know type it in, um, and that's easy for me. But um, if it's better for you to find the links um, on my website, you can go there. Um, and sin is like the, the price for, for my book is funny because, um, they're both, um, scripture related. And so, um, the hardback is 23, uh, six, um, 60, which let me pull up this really quick. Oh, 23, six, um, 60, which is representative of Psalms 23, six, which is surely, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And then um, the paperback is available for fifteen fifty seven, and that is from First Corinthians fifteen fifty seven, and that's just talking about victory over sin through Christ, um, which is you know the concept of the book. So I wanted to make the prices scripturally based um, that had deeper meaning to me. So, so yeah, available on Amazon, but you can find those links on my social media account or on my website, um, and. And enjoy them because I put my heart and soul. They're not. They're not for the faint of heart. They. We. I get deep. You know. I'm. Um. I'm not. I don't swim well in shallow water. If that makes sense. So. Absolutely, it sure does. I love First uh, Corinthians fifteen fifty seven. It was our theme verse for the women's conference that I do, and the whole theme this last year was embrace victory, wow. and that's why I have my fingernails done because it's my reminder that I am victorious. Every time I do my fingernails, it's like life giving to me for some reason. It was just like God's grace was on it. Do your fingernails, you're victorious, and <laughs> yeah, that was our that was our verse for the year this year. And then my daughter was born on seven seven. Yeah. My daughter was born on seven seven. 
in the seventh hour and it was, you know, the walls of Jericho victory, the seven priests, the seven trumpets, the seven blasts and the walls fell down and they shouted victory. That's so awesome. Gosh, I love it. I yeah. love that. Oh, ah. it gets me all like, you know, bumps. <laughs> yeah, me too. Well, Paige, I'll let you go and get back to your little ones. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Barefoot Parenting. If what you're doing works for you, is healthy for your family, and is growing you in the ways you need to grow, then it's time to step out of the feeling of guilt and shame and wear your Barefoot Mama badge proudly. Remember, Barefoot parents are doing things differently, so be encouraged today if you're feeling the pushback in your parenting style. You're doing something right.